everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. And how's you, King? I am sorry, is what I am. <laughs> yes? I'm sorry. Two days in a row mm. I've had to cancel, so that's mm. totally my fault. Mm. I've been working, so sorry You're about You're a busy that. King. Yeah, yeah. Although, get to bill for an extra day, so that's always nice. Well, I guess so. money. But the fans, I'm sorry for the fans, and I'm definitely sorry for you because I've let you down last minute two <laughs> days in a row, which is unlike me normally. To be fair, it, yeah. To be fair, so, yeah. I'm sorry, is why I am. How are you? I'm alright, man. I'm even going to ask you this time because I'm that sorry. I was willing to battle for a cold on the Tuesday, but uh, it was a travel lurgy. Cold was it? Probably a good idea. Cold was it, or was it a post vodka fueled <laughs> wedding? Might have been hangover. Yeah. Okay. Could, could do the thing. Anyway, right, we're back. We are. It's almost time for this Thursday night game, King, so we better get through last week's games. I think because... we zip through and do a bit more of a preview show because we're a bit Ooh. late. That's well, we'll see, how, we'll see how it goes. Let's. We've got to talk about week six. Mm-hmm. I can't remember it. It's that for... <laughs> I mean, it, was a long, it was a while ago. I had to write some stuff down. So, <laughs> I'm going to take you back an entire week, mm-hmm. King, to Thursday night. Yeah. All right. Where the Philadelphia Eagles went to the Carolina Panthers. Yep, they did. Now, do you know who won that game? I do. Philadelphia. They did. And also, Panthers middle linebacker Luke Keekley was placed into the concussion protocol again. Retire, for God's sake. <laughs> After his body crumpled following a collision with Eagles pulling guard Brandon Brooks, Keekley missed nine games over the past two seasons with two concussions, and all of the Eagles' touchdowns came after Keekley left the game early in the second quarter. Yeah, it made a massive difference to their defence. He's the leader. He's the best player on that defence. Mm. So that's, one, you don't want to see anyone get injuries, let alone head injuries. Two, especially a guy who's suffered from them consistently, but horrible. No. Horrible. Wasn't a good game for the Panthers, really. Um, if it hadn't been for Newton, the Panthers wouldn't have had any, any sort of running game to speak of against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Newton ran for 71 yards in the touchdown, but running backs Jonathan Stewart, Christian McCaffrey and Fozzie Whitaker mm-hmm. were limited to one yard on 13 carries. That's ridiculous. Stat. <laughs> good, well, it's not a good snap for the It's not a good snap for the Panthers. Good stat, though. I'll give you a better stat, though. Go on. Julius Peppers needed one sack to become the fifth player to reach 150 since they became an official statistic in 1982. The 37-year-old didn't waste any time. Sacking went on the first drive of the game and forcing a fumble. Good friend. So, he is now the fifth most sacking person. <laughs> I don't know, fifth highest sack artist. Sacked know. more people now than Sugar. Oh, yeah. Um, that's British Donald Trump for those American <laughs> fans. We've got. Um, right. It was quite an interesting game because, like you said, it completely turned on its head once Keekley got injured. Yes. Wentz looked great again. Um, but I don't know why the Panthers. I get you know they've gone and got Curtis Samuel. They went and get uh, got Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey in the in the draft. But they won 15 games a couple of years ago because they played downhill smash mouth football. Yes, it's just I think Stewart's averaging two point something small yards per carry for the season. Well, like I said earlier, mm. one yard on 13 carries between the three running backs. Yeah, that's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. Um, Eagles are for real though they look good 222 yards for Wentz and three touchdowns Mm -hmm. and it's their well NFC best 5-1 record now yeah and they've got something that always causes major issue for teams obviously everyone talks about outside rushes the likes of Von Miller who 
pretty, mm-hmm. pretty much single-handedly won a Super Bowl for the Broncos. Yes. Um, but one thing that really causes havoc is pressure from the inside. You don't always see the sacks because it's tough to get around a guy who's... But if you're walking him back in the face of the uh, of the quarterback, it really does cause havoc, uh, and especially to the run game as well. Yep. Um, which your stat would suggest. <laughs> Fletcher Cox is... Beast. He is a beast. He's amazing. And all he does is live in the backfield. He mm. doesn't necessarily get huge sack numbers because he's an interior lineman, but he is one of the more influential linemen in the league um, and has been for the last couple of seasons. So yes. that's a massive, massive thing for for the Eagles. Um, Jim Schwartz is getting the best out of a lot of those players. He is, yeah, absolutely. Graham, um, Brandon Graham was a, a first-round pick for them, uh, sort of undersized defensive lineman. But yeah, last two years, he's really excelled and... And um and looked like one of the best sort of outside sort of end rushers in the league. So yeah, no, I agree. He's um he's taken these sort of mid mid tier players, sort of good squad players and, and sort of made them um or just improved on their game, made them more productive. So Yeah, good um, win for the Eagles. Exciting time. Yeah, and, really uh, exciting time. Let's move on, shall we? Yeah, let's let's go on to Sunday afternoon's games. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna start with the San Francisco forty ers against the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. Where Kyle Shanahan benched Brian Hoyer for rookie CJ Bethard, yep. who then threw for 245 yards on the touchdown and interception, and nearly led an impressive comeback mm-hmm. for the Niners. Bethard's a third round pick out of Iowa and grandson of former Redskins GM Bobby Bethard. It's mm-hmm. a nice little tie in there. Took over for Hoyer with about six and a half minutes left in the first half, and the 49ers were already down 14 to nothing. After Hoyer was four of 11 for 34 yards. Bethard then went 19 of 36 in his first NFL action. Um, so I was relatively impressed. That interception came right at the end of the game when he was trying that last drive yeah. uh, to get down there. Yeah. Um, it's a shame it's taken so long, really, as far as I'm concerned, to get him in. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's a starting quarterback moving forward. But at least you but better I the think, devil you don't know. Absolutely. I, I think it was the right thing to do for them to um, to see what they've got on the table, even if even if they've got a perennial backup there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he looks he looks solid enough. He looks he can clearly make plays, which he yeah. did, but um, I don't. he doesn't screen starting quarterback to me. He doesn't have that wow factor. Trubisky, to use Trubisky as an example, a guy who's also sort of in his second proper game, but he yeah. only, he, he didn't have a fantastic game, but he, he pops when I watch him. I kind of go, well, I can see why player teams were interested in him. Mm-hmm. Um, Bethard screams... Um, really solid backup to me yeah. personally that's just yeah. my opinion but no he had a great game um, at least you know. at least mildly competitive yeah absolutely and better I, than Hoyer yeah and I think the the fact that he really went for it as well whereas I think Hoyer's always had a tendency to be the problem is he's 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 not accurate enough to do it but he's he's tried to be a bit more intricate and a, and a bit more safe and, and with that he causes himself problems but mm. I like the fact he went for it went a bit gun ho and, and led his game uh, his team back so We'll see. I hope he proves me wrong in the next couple of weeks because I'm going to assume he's going to start moving forward. Um, and Kirk Cousins was was good, and that defense is is they're just a scrappy team. The Redskins they're going to be a real tough team to beat for anyone. Mm. I know they let the the Niners back in the game, but um, I think this can be a, that's that's not that's not a team anyone wants to play at the moment. The Redskins. No, I mean it's, this is what the Niners are doing, isn't it? They're getting close, but just the wrong edge of the. Mm. Yeah, the they're not gonna they're not gonna lose out. They will absolutely beat a team this season. They're not. They're showing signs. The problem is they need more. Armstead's out next week, which is is not great. Th- Thomas needs to step up and play like a 
what would have been a second overall pick in the draft. Mm. He's not looked fantastic so far, whereas Garrett's come in and got, what, three and a half sacks in two games? Yeah. Um, you know, there they shouldn't be that big. A, I know Garrett's was touted as a generational player, but there shouldn't be that big a gap between first and second picks, in my opinion. Especially when, what was he, 12? Yeah, it was... Deshaun yeah. Watson? Yeah. 12? Yeah. Yeah, not when the 12 picks just tearing up the league. <laughs> so... I, uh, they just need uh, they just need some of their high draft picks they've had in the last couple of years to step up. Yeah. All right. There's no nothing else to no, say no. about that game, really. No, that was it. Uh, let's go on then to the Chicago Bears against the Baltimore Ravens. Mm, nice segue. The, yeah. The Bears blew a 14-point lead in the second half before coming through in overtime behind Jordan Howard, whose 53-yard run put Chicago at the Baltimore 40 after rookie Mitchell Trubisky completed an 18-yard pass to Kendall Wright. Mm-hmm. Connor Bath delivered the game-winning uh, kick in overtime. Chicago forced three turnovers and frustrated quarterback Joe Flacco throughout the afternoon, operating without injured receivers Jeremy Macklin, who was inactive the whole game, and Brashad Perriman, who went out with a second quarter concussion. Flacco went 24 for 41 uh, for 180 yards with two interceptions. Yeah. So that's much more of a Flacco typical stat line. I feel for him, actually, because the second one, one thing I will say about (laughs) Flacco is he might be the, the worst tackler in the whole league. Watch both those interceptions what? and both times he had a clear, clear chance to tackle the person and he just sort of dived in front of them on the floor. Um, mm. Quite amusing. That made me laugh. But the interceptions, first one, yeah, his fault. Second one, he could not have placed that ball any better. It's just that the receiver tried to body catch it rather than hand catch it, which meant it was batted away. Yeah. So I actually did feel for him from that perspective. He should have stopped the pick six, but... Mm. He's the worst tackler in the league. <laughs> and that's the truth. So that's um that was disappointing for the Ravens. They um they need to stop the run because they play they play physical. I think they're trying to make too many plays. I didn't know if you saw the um overtime run with Howard. Mm. The guy went to try yeah. and strip the ball rather than tackle him on the nine yard line. On... Do you know who it was, King? No, I don't. It was your old boy, Eric Weddle. Oh, Weddle. <laughs> Be tried better to strip than the ball that. out. Be better than that, Weddle. So yeah, they just—I <laughs> think they're trying too hard to make plays rather than just—they could stuff the run, and they got run all over. Yeah, it's so weird they, for the Ravens, isn't it? Because they were coming off a thirty to seventeen win in Oakland last week, mm-hmm. in which they didn't commit a turnover, didn't allow a sack, and were penalised only once. Mm-hmm. But in this game, Baltimore gave the ball away twice, permitted two sacks, and were flagged five times in the first half. Wow. Yeah, they're creating their own problems, then, aren't they? Yeah. They're losing their games for themselves. Yeah, um, I'm gutted for that. I am. I like that Trubisky gutted. started. They they're sort of weaning him into NFL games. What was it, eight of sixteen? Yeah. Hundred and hundred and thirteen yards. Um, it his wasn't, arm though. wasn't the Sean Watson numbers, was it? But, oh no, uh, Watson's a beast. <laughs> Watson's amazing. But he um, he's got some pop when he throws it. I can see an NFL arm there. Um, it's just whether he's. I'm not going to say he's Aaron Rodgers, but I'm saying oh, some God. no people with good arms. People with good arms is what I'm making. I'm making a comparison with people with good arms, not the talent level. <laughs> is you know we need we need to find out in the next couple of weeks whether he's going to be Jay Cutler with the accuracy or whether he's going to be Aaron Rodgers. So that's that's what we need to find out. Which I know what my money would be. But uh, let's move on. <laughs> let's Ryan move Leaf. on. Let's look at a shocker then, shall we? Let's let's look at. Oh, I just moved too far down. Sorry. What? <laughs> this one wasn't a shocker. No, let's do the shocker. Let's do the shocker. 
where the Miami Dolphins rallied from a 17 to nothing halftime deficit to stun the Atlanta Falcons 20 to 17 yeah. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Matt yeah. Ryan, oh, that's amazing. Matt Ryan had another crucial interception with the Falcons in position to at least attempt a tying field goal. Cordrea Tankersley got a hand on the pass intended for Austin Hooper, and Rashad Jones swooped in to make the game clinching interception with 39 seconds remaining. The Falcons appeared headed for an easy victory, building a 17 to nothing halftime lead against a team that has scored only three offensive touchdowns all season. Yep. But big games for Jay Ajayi, who had 130 yards, Kenny Stills caught four passes, 49 yards, and a touchdown, and Jarvis Landry, eight catches for 62 yards, and a touchdown plus consistent play by kicker Cody Parkey and, yes, Jay Cutler, two in the second half at least, saw the Dolphins come all the way back to silence the Atlanta crowd. There are fireworks in the background, guys. They are not gunshots. <laughs> um, the one thing I will say... Or aren't they? Is, I don't know. I hope, I hope it's just fireworks. Does someone know you don't have any guns in the problem? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, um, the one thing I will say, there is two teams that need to run the ball more. Well, three teams. <laughs> not more because the Jags are doing it yeah the Steelers did it this week yeah and the other one is the Dolphins with Jay Ajayi mm-hmm. sorry um, yeah the Steelers and the Dolphins if their player if either Le'Veon Bell or Jay Ajayi touch the ball more than 25 times they are unbeaten so far this season great stat I like that stat when Le'Veon Bell gets 25 catches mm-hmm. <laughs> so they that's that was the key you, um, I think he had what twenty six rushing attempts. Normally, when you're behind, like the uh, like the Dolphins were in the second half, you yeah. uh, you go away from the run, yeah, and you tend to throw the ball more. Fifteen of those twenty six rushing attempts for a guy were in the second half, mm. despite being behind. And guess what? Come back, <laughs> come back. The Falcons need to sort no. <laughs> sort themselves out in the second half. No one saw that one coming. No. No. Well, except maybe Bill Patriots, Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> he predicted it. Oh, you think he put a call in to a gaze? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in worse. That's it. But no, it's, um, they just need to run the ball more. Because Cutler, you know, he's got the ability to make plays because he's got that incredible arm. But at the mm. same time, he uh, he is erratic. So just put the ball in a guy's hands and uh, and see what happens. He's not erratic. He's lackadaisical. Yeah. He just doesn't care. No. One way or the other. Just doesn't no. care. If he wins or loses, he's already won. <laughs> <laughs> he's Jake Cutler. He's made the money. That's it. But uh, yeah, disappointing loss for the Falcons. They need to stamp those out before the playoffs if they're going to have any hope of getting back to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. I just want to mention that uh, we, we talked about him last week, but mm-hmm. Dolphin centre Mike Pouncey, oh. uh, he went out in the second quarter with a possible concussion and did not return. Oh, those Pouncey boys cannot stay healthy. No. Neither of them. <laughs> Maybe it's the diet. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Let's move on. Yeah. (laughs) Let's move on. Go on. To a not shocker. Yep. This was one that anyone could have called. Mm -hmm. Where Deshaun Watson threw for 225 yards and three touchdowns, becoming the first rookie in NFL history with at least three touchdown passes in three straight games, helping to give the Houston Texans a 33-17 win over the Cleveland Browns on Sunday afternoon. Mm Mm-hmm. Watson has now thrown 15 touchdown passes this season, the most in NFL history, the most in NFL history by a rookie in a team's first six games, and it equals the number of touchdown throws Brock Osweiler had in 15 games last season. That's pretty impressive. Well, what a pick! 
Yes. What a pick. He is. That's um yeah, he's been incredibly impressive. Um he's used the weapons that are around him. Uh yeah, he has. Houston had that team last year. They just had no one capable of getting the ball out to yeah. their receivers. And- yeah. No, I agree. They had two they have two first round wide receivers. Yeah. And everyone said that it was their defence and they're not investing. Well they are investing. It's crazy, yeah. They have invested in that offence. They've got Lamar Muller's a decent running back as well. Yeah. Just don't ever use him enough. No, absolutely. But uh Fuller's a burner. Good touchdown for him again this week. Hopkins yeah. fi- it finally I think he's had three Three again, yeah. Yeah, he got another touchdown. I think that's six for the season for him. Yeah, he's, he's So he's gone back off. to where we thought he'd be last year. Yeah. Um, and that defense is still on fire. They, um, the one thing I will notice, there is a noticeable difference to their pass rush when Clowney's off the field. So uh, I know they've lost Watt for the second season, and Clowney really stepped up last year. Yeah. Um, but they need to hope that he stays healthy because he makes a massive difference for them. Mm. Um, you know, the Browns. I think Kaiser's gone back to being starter again from next. He has, week. yeah. And Ridiculous. Kevin Hogan, who was the starter this week, is now the third string going into this weekend's game. So who's the second string? Brock Osweiler, I guess. Oh, God. Okay. Or is it Cody Kessler? I don't know who's there anymore. I don't know. I thought they cut this Osweiler, week. didn't they? No, they cut Osweiler. He's back with the Broncos. Yes. Anyway, I want to talk about some uh, proper defensive standout performances in this game, if that's okay. Yeah, rather of course, talk yeah. about the Browns' merry-go-round of uh, quarterbacks. Yep. So Jonathan Joseph had two interceptions, including one he returned for 82 yards to show that this defence is still dangerous despite losing J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless last week. Mm-hmm. But my shout-out to Friend of the Week... Go on. Shout out. Yep. Defender of the week goes to Dylan Cole. Okay. Now, he was an undrafted rookie inside linebacker from Missouri State. But today he had two tackles, including one for a loss, one pass deflection, and one interception that he unfortunately got injured returning. Um, he was great all through this season. Yep. Um, I've seen him on some standout plays, but here he was really coming through. Um, unfortunately he has got a grade 2 hamstring injury oh, no. that will take around 4 weeks to recover from um, yeah he got a pick 6 against the uh, the Titans oh, a couple good of weeks ago yeah no he's, um, he's been he's been great and also on that pick he got to track Duke Johnson for that length of time as a, yeah. as a linebacker is just yeah. really impressive so uh, going undrafted as well so he actually had to you know how difficult it is to make a team from the undrafted spot. Obviously, I know how difficult it yeah. is to make a well, team. You've watched uh, Hard Knocks like the rest of us. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> yeah, I could be kicker for a team. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, could be no, a Browns he was, quarterback. He was super impressive. I could be the <laughs> Just one of them. Yeah, I could play one game. Yeah. Um, yeah, he... Yeah, very impressive. Good shout from you. Thanks, very, man. Very good shout out. Yeah, I just thought it needed saying. I th- I've been really impressed with Dylan Cole and hopefully he's back in four weeks and ready to go mm-hmm. like he was. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else on that game or should we move on? Nah, move on. Let's move on. Let's go to New Orleans where running backs Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara combined for 237 yards from scrimmage. The Saints' resurgent defense forced five turnovers and scored a franchise record three times and New Orleans took a 52-38 to victory over the Detroit Lions on Sunday in a game full of crazy and unusual plays, King. Yep. New Orleans is now 3-2, which has a winning record for the first time since its last playoff appearance in 2013. Mm-hmm. Built a five-touchdown lead, only to wind up gutting, <laughs> gutting out a remarkable bid by uh, Detroit to pull off the, one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history. Yep. Detroit scored four straight touchdowns to bring the game back to just one score before the Saints woke up, and Marshawn Lattimore got his first NFL pick six to put the game away. Yep. 
playing on a sore right ankle that visibly limited his, limited his mobility. Stafford was hit often, sacked five times and turned the ball over five times, twice on fumbles and three times on interceptions, two of which were tipped. So not really his fault. New Orleans also batted down many of Stafford's throws. That is his fault. In the end, Stafford completed 25 of 52 passes for 312 yards and three touchdowns, but much of his production came after Detroit had fallen behind 45-10. to 10. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. I think they batted down 12 of his passes, which <laughs> is the most so far this season and only three short of the league record. Mm. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's had, had previous to doing this, hasn't he? You used to talk about him just daisy-cutting the grass when he throws the ball. Yeah, I did. And I still think he does it occasionally. He's getting well, occasionally. Better. Well, this game was... <laughs> horrific but yeah he um he did look limited drew Brees just didn't really have to do anything of note he no wasn't, wasn't a 300 plus yard game for him um yeah it was all on the defense frankly it's a boom or bust defense but they now, hawk on bad offenses and although there were some great plays by the detroit Lions, marvin jones for example made a spectacular catch for a touchdown yep um they do like picking off any scraps that are given to them, don't they? Yeah, they do. Lattimore as well. We thought he was one of the steals of the draft. Yes. He could have been a top five pick. Should have been. Wasn't. Should have been. Should have been. Should have. Not. Now he's, <laughs> now he's in New Orleans. And uh, yeah, great pick, by the way. Fantastic reactions. Read the route perfectly. Yep. Um, yeah, and uh, and jogged it back. And that one-two punch of Ingram and Kamara is frightening. Because Ingram's got the fear of God in him that he's going to lose his starting job. And Kamara is just electric to watch. That hurdle play. One, mm. 0-60 in no seconds, round the edge. <laughs> then, hurdles a dude, lands, and if he hadn't been smashed by a trailing lineman, would have gone in for a touchdown. Would have been one of the better touchdown runs I'd seen in a very long time. So, yeah, they've got some weapons on the outside. They've got an established run game now. Uh, and that defence, if that defence starts to make plays, they're going to be dangerous. They just need to be a they good cannot, team now. Yeah, you can't stop Drew Brees scoring points. And if that defence steps up, they will be tough to beat. Because they'll be tough to keep up with offensively. Yeah. Uh, and Detroit are what we thought they were. <laughs> well, that's true as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. It was a great game, but it was just weird. Just Yeah. Just weird game. Not one for the uh, defensive purists. New. Let's go to Minnesota. No, oh, can we not? Jarek McKinnon had 99 combined yards and two touchdowns. Laquan Treadwell had a monster catch over Josh Hawkins. Harrison Smith led an amazing performance for the Vikings defense with a 23-10 to win. But who cares? As all anyone's going to talk about is that Aaron Rodgers is out for almost certainly the entire season with a broken collarbone on an Anthony Barr tackle. Tackle? Or was it just jumping on him about Ooh. five seconds after the play? What do you think, King? You, you sound like 100% you've... it was late. You think it was late? 100% it was late. I think it was late. You think it was malicious? I think he... No, I don't think he... I don't think anyone goes out there to break someone's bones. But... Vontaze perfect. Except him. But <laughs> the... I, I think that there was... It was a calculated shot. Ooh. 
Well, Aaron Rodgers puts himself out there. He did. He put himself miles He's outside the pocket, threw it, waited four seconds, then got hit. <laughs> he made himself a runner. And you know Aaron Rodgers has got some jets on him. And he can fake a throw and then burn you for 25 yards yeah. on the ground. So yeah. or he you've can got throw to see it, through a play. Or he can th- throw it yeah. right in front of you. Yeah. And you then take two steps. You've to committed jump to the tackle. Yeah. And, uh, two steps later. <laughs> I think you're being a bit more harsh than I would be. I, I didn't see anything particularly wrong with it. It didn't seem that he'd done an awful lot to try and. It didn't look like he'd gone to injure Aaron Rodgers. It was just that. You've got to... I mean, look at where it was, okay? The hit came on the Packers' second drive of the game. He'd only done four passes, I think, by that point. Mm-hmm. You've what is, the, what is the rule? Al Davis always said it. You've got to hit the quarterback in the first 20 plays yeah, of the game. I, he's got to go down. Yeah. He's got to go down hard. I agree. And if he's going to be a, a, a clever bugger and run out the pocket and start lobbing the ball downfield, you've got to let him know about it, haven't you? You've got to make him know that he's in a game. He's in your house. Yep. And you've got to do something about that. You've got to shut down Aaron Rodgers, of all people. You've got to shut that guy down. You are fired up. And I am <laughs> so turned on. Oh, well. Uh, that's no. shut me right off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I agree you hit the quarterback and stuff. And that's why I said I don't think he went there to injure him. But I think it was calculated in a sense similar to what you're saying. Um, but in my opinion, it was... You're it not was, in Green Bay. It was late. I, I think I, I wouldn't be mad if my player did that in no. the second drive of the game against Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm just so disappointed Aaron Rodgers is injured. Well, I'm gutted too. I don't want to see anyone get injured. I told you that. Mainly because I think I picked the Packers as well. You did pick the yes, Packers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about your picks later on, oh, King. They're probably it's awful. Horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that injury saw the Packers turn to their only backup quarterback, Brett Hundley. Yeah. Hundley UCLA, was UCLA product. Hundley was then picked off three times and sacked four times. Mm-hmm. He finished eighteen completions of for thirty hang on, of thirty three for hundred and fifty seven yards. And the Packers had five first downs and 102 yards over the first three quarters. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the conspiracies about this? What's that? Where did Anthony Barr go to school? Was it UCLA? It was. Oh, what? Hunt- you think Brett Hundley go to school? UCLA conspiracy? I think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Hundley again? Well, I think he knew that Hundley wasn't a first-round quarterback <laughs> and he went, do you know what? Smash! Do, do you know, I think that everyone was actually knows. His, that was actually his quarterback in college. It's everyone knows fun. that Brett Hundley is not a first string quarterback no uh, let's talk about this uh, this injury then because that's the only important thing about the game mm-hmm. Matt Flynn yeah. Scott Tolzien and Seneca Wallace were forced to fill in while Rogers missed seven games in 2013 mm-hmm. because of a broken collarbone yep Matt Flynn started one in 2010 when Rogers sat out with a concussion and again in 2011 when he was rested during the regular season finale with the Packers, having clinched the top seed in the NFC playoffs. Mm-hmm. But since this is the, the point I'm getting to, it's since Brett Favre took over for the injured Don Murkowski in the third game of the 1992 season, the Packers have had Favre or Rogers for all but nine games. That's mental. That's yeah. mental. <laughs> That is Since 1992, that is absolutely mental. Only nine games with Dross, apart from you know, two two of two of the best quarterbacks ever in their generation. Well, yeah, ever, yeah, yeah. Screw it. Yeah, you're right. But that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Uh, that's completely derailed this season. Yeah. Uh, what did Tony? Um, I sh- do you know what? I'll be honest. I should have googled this. What did Tony Romo have last year? Was it a dislocated collarbone? Was it a... No, it's his back. Oh, was it? 
Yeah, it was his spine. He did his collarbone a couple of years ago, didn't he? Might have done. Oh, I thought it was the like same I said, last Rogers year. did his collarbone back in 2013. Yeah, but I thought Romo did it in pre-season, so I was like, add a few weeks, will Rogers be back for the playoffs? But I doubt they'll make it if he doesn't play. So he missed seven games. Mm-hmm. What was my rule after week two? Four years ago. Is Rogers playing? Is it, yeah, is it, are they going to be okay? Yeah, is Rogers playing? Okay. They're going to be fine. He ain't playing now. <laughs> no, he is not playing anytime soon he ain't playing so I'm I'm a bit worried about the Packers um, Vikings decent team with Case Keenum Bradford not so much but with Case Keenum oh oh! did you hear the news on uh, Sam Bradford is he out out they reckon he's out 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 forever mm. out potentially what like never playing again like never playing again like they think his knee injury is a lot worse than they're letting on Ooh. and they think there's a good chance he's not ever going to be able to play again I'm pretty sure Teddy Bridgewater Said, see your knee injury. I'll <laughs> oh, <raise> my beer. <laughs> well, at the same time, Teddy Bridgewater has now been cleared to play. He's off. The, I think he's off the pup list now. So yeah. he's going to be fighting with Case Keenum for a... No, he ain't. Case Keenum's starting until the end of the season. Oh, no. Yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, that defence is so good up front. And yes. Harrison Smith is the best safety in all of football. have to think about it I'm not going to say yes because there might be someone else who I'm... Malik Hooker's been pretty good for the Cubs he has been very good who I'll, I'll give it to you for now it's better than Harrison Smith so far this season I haven't had a chance to think about it let me, let me come back to you on that Smith's one Smith's the dude man he's brilliant <laughs> but anyway yeah so good win for the, the Vikings super good win yeah yeah big slice of uh, fortune there yeah we'll call it fortunate yeah <laughs> I'm just staring I would have done it as well um, yeah good win for the Vikes uh, real shame for the Packs yes let's move on then mm-hmm. to New York where Thomas Brady who broke a tie with Peyton Manning and Brett Favre had to rally the New England Patriots from a two touchdown deficit in the first half before holding on for a 24-17 to win over the Jets on Sunday to claim first place in the AFC East the Jets got out to a 14 nothing lead before Gronk tied it up just before halftime. It marked the first time the New England uh, Patriots had trailed by 14 or more in the first half since week four of the 2014 season against the Chiefs. After Stephen Goskowski's 28-yard field goal made it 24-14, 50 seconds into the fourth quarter, New York appeared to make, a one, make it a one-score game again on its next possession as Austin Severian Jenkins took a short pass from McCown and he reached over the goal line. Yep. Right? For a four-yard touchdown. I saw it, yep. But officials reviewed the score and said the video replay showed that Safarian Jenkins slightly lost control of the ball when Malcolm Butler nudged it loose as the tight end was crossing the plane of the goal line. Safarian Jenkins didn't regain control until after he had stepped out of bounds, resulting in a touchback, despite the ball never actually hitting the ground, and that gave the Patriots back the ball with the Jets' sideline irate. Yeah. Thoughts on that one? Well, that play, that, that specific that play, because let's face it, that killed the game. Yeah, I have no idea. Because <laughs> I know what I, I don't know the like real intricacies of the nuance uh, and nuances of the of catching the ball. I don't mm. know if you saw Julian Edelman's interview with Jimmy Kimmel after the Super Bowl, where he said, "Don't really know what a catch is." He's a Super Bowl winning wide receiver. If he doesn't know, mm. yeah, I don't know. So I th- was, firstly, 
I was watching the game live and I saw it and I went, it's a catch, it's a touchdown. Yeah. I then went back and uh, Patriots had the ball. Yeah. And the score hadn't changed. Mm. I was like, this is super weird. So, uh, <laughs> so that's this is super New Englandy. Super <laughs> New Englandy, this one. The only thing I will say is, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, so please hit us up on Twitter. Um, at Jim and the King. At Jim and the King, there you go. Little plug there. Um, did the ball change hands? No. On the way down? No. So he was not holding it there, and then when he finished, he was holding it here? I think, what, from his right so arm to right his, arm left, to his arm. left arm? I don't think so. Because if that's the case, I agree with the call. Because what, it stayed in the same arm? Because if it stayed in the same arm, it meant he had control the whole time. You can clearly see the ball come out yeah. on the way down, but then if it changes hands as he touches the pylon, then I kind of understand why they've made that call. But super New Englandy. Yeah, super tuck really, isn't it? Super New England. I was talking to the Patriot Mark about I would, this. The I would other feel hundred percent feel hard done by, but I'm looking at it from a rule standpoint. If they can't see when the ball was the last clear image you see is the ball being dislodged, and then the next image is the ball in the other hand, the assumption is he collected the ball once he had hit the pylon, which means he's out of bounds. So I get it. But if I was a Jets fan I'd be fuming. <laughs> So, I need to clarify if that's the case, but if it swapped hands, I, that's the only thing that I can see. Because you, you 100% see it, and then it goes a bit fuzzy. You can't see him re- you know, grab the ball again. So, I get the last clear image was the ball being dislodged. So, that's my ruling for it, against it. He had the ball and never touched the floor. It's a catch. Like, it's a catch. It's a Come ca- on. My thing is, Why if are the we ball not touch the floor, it's a catch. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm, uh, I would feel super bad for the Jets, but based on the rules, I kind of understand it. I did speak to Patriot Mark after the game on this one, and he he even said himself that it was a very a technical, maybe technically correct, but yeah, he he also thought it was a stonewall touchdown. Yeah, I thought I, I keep watching. I still think it's a touchdown, but I that's the rule, and that's the last clear image you can see. And that killed it because if that had been a touchdown, then it wouldn't. Then their last drive wouldn't have been to tie the game; it would have been to win the game, mm-hmm. and they just needed the field goal to that to get that as well. So yeah. they didn't need to make that last play. They could they could have won the game that. Stopped. Ah, oh, it just stopped the game. <laughs> stopped the game. I did. I don't like those calls. I don't care who. It is. I honestly now I don't yeah. really care that it's New England that got the the rubber that green. Yeah. That just that shouldn't be the call. Change the catch rule. If the ball doesn't touch the <sighs> floor, touch the floor. That's it's a, catch. a touchdown. If I'm playing catch in the garden with you, Jim. Yeah. Which we do. We do. If I grab it and it doesn't touch the floor. Yeah. Have I caught it? I think you've caught it. What for bobble it? <laughs> it's still a uh, catch. But it doesn't touch the floor. The same way if it bounces off someone's toe and then, you know, it yeah. bounces up into your hand. It's still a catch. It's not touched the ground. It's a catch, yeah. It's a catch. I think it's a catch. Every other sport, if the ball doesn't touch the floor, it's a catch. <laughs> Every other sport. Mm. I want to a quick shout out to Carl Van Noy and Devontae Hightower, mm-hmm. who were a big help uh, to the Patriots' 30, 32nd ranked defence. Yeah. You know, Devontae Hightower, I mean, the both of them stopped a goal line uh, attempt there by yep. the, the Jets in second second half I think mm-hmm. and uh, yeah Carl Van Oy got the sack I think it was right near the end to make it a fourth down attempt yeah yeah, what a player they picked him up from the Bears the Bears yeah. I think was like a real low draft pick as well um, that's yeah, what solid, Belichick does solid pick up from them doesn't yeah. believe in the draft does he no well except Hightower is a first round pick but but late first and everyone underrated him yeah yeah Good. So congratulations, Patriots! You're back at the top of the division that you own. Yeah, it's, a lo- it's still the longest, though, isn't it? Since what was it? 
07 or something when when it's they been had, a while. Sanchez was playing. Oh yeah, no, Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Sunday evening games then, King. Let's do it. Uh, let's start at Arizona. Wow. Adrian Peterson yep. rushed for two touchdowns and 134 yards in an impressive Arizona debut and the Cards held off a furious second half Tampa Bay rally to beat the Bucks 38-33. to The Buccaneers lost quarterback Jameis Winston to a right shoulder injury in the second quarter with the Cards leading 21 nothing. So I'm not going to say that you know it's because of his injury that no. Cards won this. But backup Ryan Fitzpatrick to, threw for 290 yards and three touchdowns to bring Tampa Bay back from a 31 nothing deficit. Early third quarter, um, that was the score. And the Cards opened the game with a touchdown drives of 76, 86 and 95 yards. The first time they've started with three consecutive touchdowns since 2006. When old man Kurt Warner I was, was say, throwing Kurt the Warner, ball. <laughs> Kurt Warner was, uh, was QB there. He was. Great game for the cards. Super good game. No one saw that one coming. Nope. Except I did kind of say that they had got a playbook built around David Johnson. Slash AP. Well, if AP gets a chance and yeah. uh, he's super angry yeah. about uh, being maligned in uh, New Orleans. AP at this point in his career is just le- less catchy David Johnson. He's just Very not as good. Catchy. He's not He's not a ha- He's a hand, purely hand-off runner back in it. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, what a beast. I think he had, what, 22 carries for the whole season up to this point? He had 24 in this game? Or something close to that. He outdid his yardage, mm. didn't he? From well, the... It was like 31 yards to 134. 134 yards, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he he looked great. And he had that burst again, which was which was good for the Cardinals. And um, naturally, it improved Carson, when Carson Palmer doesn't have to throw the ball, he gets better. So, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> Which is good. Uh, real shame. Is there any updates on um, on the shoulder injury for James Winston? I haven't got any updates on it. No. I don't think it was that serious. I've not heard anything, so I'm assuming it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a weird one. Weird season. It's a weird Super one for weird the season. Bucks. They, they're such a good team, but they just aren't really showing it too much this, uh, We've got talent. this first quarter. Everyone's saying it's the old hard knocks hangover, aren't they? But it's... Um, I don't know. They're just... They're not executing. They're not... They're allowing too many points. They're... Um, Different players are playing well at different points. David had a, you know, a, what was it, an inception or a, set or a fumble recovery for a touchdown this week? Yeah. So he had a good yes, performance. Yes, David, he yeah. was back. But then, so, uh, you know, someone else will, will give up something else. So it's like your key players are stepping up, but not all at the same time. They're just not being consistent enough, the Bucks. So they no. kind of, without being funny, they kind of deserve this. And I think that will hopefully give them a kick in the teeth. They're still a young team. Um, so I think they'll compete in the next couple of years. But I think. You know, they they you don't want to overachieve and not quite get there. You'd rather uh, learn these, learn these lessons. Absolutely. So yeah. I think it's probably in the long term, it's probably a good thing for the Bucks. But they deserve to they deserve to lose this week. They got destroyed by the Cards. And you're sat at the bottom of their division at the moment as well. Yeah. Let's go on then to Jacksonville, mm-hmm. where Pharaoh Cooper returned the opening kickoff, 103 yards, one of two special teams touchdowns to help the Los Angeles Rams beat the Jags 27 to 17. Rookie Leonard Fournette, oh, Leonard Fournette, set the tone again by scoring on the first play from scrimmage. After Cooper's kickoff return, Fournette took a handoff and went 75 yards for his sixth rushing touchdown and seventh score of the season. The consecutive scores by both players marked the first time in the Super Bowl era that any game has two touchdowns of at least 75 yards 
in the first 30 seconds of play. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And let's talk about Leonard Fournette then. 138 combined yards in the touchdown. Todd Gurley, 120 yards combined. Calais Campbell, two more sacks, moves into second place in the league on eight and a half, a sack behind, no, sorry, half a sack behind Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So he's on eight sacks, Demarcus Lawrence eight and a half. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Pretty Melvin Ingram's third, by the way. I remember you saying last week you didn't know where Melvin Ingram was on that list. Yeah, seven and a half, isn't he's he? He's third, yeah. Yeah, Chandler Jones, Everson Griffin. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was, um, well, it's just a game where they don't let Blake Bortles throw the ball again yeah. in the second half. He can't win you games once you get behind. Unfortunately, Fournette is an, is an animal. He's He might be the fastest player in the league, actually, at this point. What was it, 22 and some of the, and change miles an hour he ran last week? I don't think he's faster than Tyreek Hill. He's too heavy. It doesn't matter. I think top's, pure top speed. Hill's still, just electric, I've, but come on. 22 mile an hour. What was yeah. the most last year, 23? Yeah, Tyreek Hill got about 23. Wasn't Xavier Rhodes the highest with that ninety-six yard? Ooh. Sorry, we'll have to check this. But <laughs> anyway, he looks—they're like, all quick. He looks like the fastest guy in the league, in my opinion. I think Bortles has only had sixteen passing attempts the whole season in the second half. <laughs> so they don't trust that guy. They need to find a quarterback from somewhere. Yeah, um, but they got—they got solid amount of weapons. Marquise Lee stepped up, but the difference is. The difference is special teams, frankly, for the Rams. They, Gurley's having a brilliant season, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He's been great. Goff is all right, but he's not amazing. He's, he's not got, winning He's got games. more options to throw out this season. Yeah, he does, but he's not using them. I know that because Watkins was in my fantasy team and he's never catching the ball. He likes Cooper Cup. He loves him. He loves him. <laughs> he uh, A bit of a safety net. A bit of the old Edelman for, for Goff, but... Give me a white boy! Give me a blonde hair white boy so I can enjoy that That's it. No, but... Um, but yeah, Gurley's having a great season. Goff's being okay, but the special teams is the difference. Um, I can't remember the name of the special teams coach, but it's the it's the interim head coach from last season. So he's um, he's been fantastic. The way they're lining up, oh. I, I saw a breakdown by Brian Billick actually on on NFL's website, and he talks about how they're loading up one side on special teams and then not rushing people, which means it's creating real issues. So they have a block punt. That was last week, I think. Yeah. Um, which they then got a touchdown for, or this week. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's absolutely amazing. They're special teams. They're the best in the best in the league, and that's that's you know as you said, two touchdowns that made the difference. Hmm. There was a an injury scare for Fournette in the second half. Yeah, I didn't actually see that. He I, hyperextended his knee, which is where it kind of bends the wrong way. Right. That turf was getting churned up during the game, and uh, he went for a little kind of juke move. And his right leg went too straight. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, but he did come back into the game. Right, okay. So. I, all good though? All, yeah, it all seems fine. Yeah. But yeah, it was just a bit of a worry. He did, have to, he did go into the locker room for a, a little while. Yeah. Came back and like I said, he still finished up with 138 combined yards. Yeah, it's mental. No, he's... He's he just scored, a, he scored at least a touchdown every game. Yeah, he's been great. He's been absolutely Jacksonville brilliant. needed this so much. They had no running game last year. So well done, Nene Fournette. Well done, front office, for picking him up. And Cam Robinson, who's doing pretty well at uh, left guard. Yeah, that was... Um, yeah, Robinson's been a nice little pickup from Alabama, yeah. Real, real Bama. strong player for him. I love doing a Bama. Let's go on. 
Uh, if anyone can hear any more fireworks, that's the Diwali Festival. So, there you go. There we go. I want to talk about the Los Angeles Chargers at the Oakland Raiders, King. Yep. You're going to hate this game again because Nick Novak kicked a 32-yard field goal on the final play of the game and the LA Chargers beat the Oakland Raiders 17 points to 16. Novak missed a 48-yard field goal in the first quarter, but it was a missed extra point by Giorgio Tavecchio after a high snap by John Kondo early in the fourth quarter that proved to be the difference in a fourth straight loss for the Raiders. Yep. Carr, who missed last week's game with a broken bone in his back, played the game rather than EJ Manuel. He threw for just 171 yards with two interceptions and a touchdown. And on the other side, Rivers went 25 of 36 for 268 yards with one touchdown. Melvin Gordon ran for 83 yards and scored twice. Yeah, Melvin Gordon's been a touchdown machine the last two years. Mm. Um, yeah, Carr didn't look himself at all, um, frankly. Um, Charges, we, we, for a team that had one of the best offensive lines last year, they're not running the ball enough. They need to, they need to pound the rock. Like that's, it's that simple. We look at, we talked, one of the consistent themes we keep talking about is all the teams that are running the ball regularly are the teams that are winning games. Um, yeah. you know, and, uh, and that's even bad teams. You look at the Jags when they're winning games when Fournette runs. Um, you look at the Dolphins, they're winning games when Jai runs. The uh, the Raiders need to run Lynch more than they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, take more pressure off of off of Carr, especially when Cooper's had a real drop off year this season. Yes. Um, but that being said, it was they were getting pressured consistently by two elite pass rushers. Gordon, similar similarly to what we were saying earlier about um, about Ingram having. Uh, you know, getting the sort of fire put under underneath him and and playing better. Once they drafted Bosa in the first round, Melvin Ingram stepped up his game, and the two of those are so dynamic, and they're putting so much pressure on on Derek Carr and, and frankly everyone we're playing. Um, you know, he's third in the league in sacks, Ingram, and, and I think Bosa's got five in his own right. So that's it's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. We've got playmakers at the back end as well, but yeah, Raiders' issues they need to run the ball more. Yeah. And also, the Chargers need to run the ball more as well. Do you think that O line's able to to help uh, Gordon enough to get the the run game going? Um, I'm not I'm not totally sure to be honest with you. It's um, not at the moment. He's he's having a few games where he's getting decent yardage, but at the same time, it was against the the Broncos I think a couple of weeks ago. He, he rushed for about thirty yards. I know he got two yeah. touchdowns catching the ball, but he um, yeah, he's not he's not had real breakaway. I think it is the the line because actually his speed and his his patience has been good so far this season. I've been really impressed with him again. Yeah, um, he's just not getting the same holes that the likes of, um, you know, Elliot and and Gurley and and a few others have got so far this season. No, but a great win for the Chargers, and you called it. You picked that. that I did win. pick it. I knew it was going to be the be the case. You just, thought the car was out, but he might as well have been. He might as well have been out, but it's um. Yeah, we're we're getting further away from that top five pick. <laughs> Don't like it. Terrible fan. I'm not a terrible fan. Let's we're go. not going to win in the playoffs, or maybe not even get to the playoffs. Probably not. So no. Don't win games. Why bother? Yeah, why bother? Don't win games. <laughs> Let's go on to a team that I want to bother. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers went to the White Hot Chiefs. Okay, 
Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell. Now we can see you a, fist bumping. Uh, I'm fist pumping. Ran for 179 yards and a touchdown. Antonio Brown made an acrobatic touchdown catch in the fourth quarter. And the Pittsburgh Steelers held on to beat the Chiefs 19-13 to at Arrowhead Stadium. Mm-hmm. Kansas City rolled into the game averaging 404.2 yards and 38 point, sorry, 32.8 points a game. Right. But the Steelers shut down the NFL's uh, rushing leader, Hunt, who gained just 21 yards on nine carries. They also spent the afternoon with their paws on Smith's jersey, holding the league's top-rated passer to 246 yards and a touchdown. Still, Smith nearly rallied the Chiefs in the second half, hitting De'Anthony Thomas uh, down the sideline for 50 yard, 57 yards, Fourth quarter touchdown that got Kansas City within two points. Mm-hmm. It took a moment of luck and instinct as Big Ben threw a pass down the sideline to Brown, who caught the tip ball and ran it 51 yards for the score. It was Brown's 52nd touchdown reception, passing Lynn Swan for third most in franchise history. Yeah. And Lynn Swan's a legend. I don't know. You don't know? No. Well, you know now. Yeah. <laughs> No, good for Brown. Good for Brown. Fifty-second touchdown reception for the Steelers. Yeah, that's pretty. That is amazing. Really, that is amazing. Um, do you see the catch as well? I did see the catch. It went through the defender's hands, hit him on the head. Helmet, yeah. And then <laughs> it was a left-handed catch by uh, by Brown. Which, if you watch him on Insta, Graham, then you'd know oh. that he does these. I said the whole word. <laughs> yeah, but there was a, there was a definitive. Pause <laughs> it was a comedy there. pause. All right. Oh. You'd know that he does these videos in his back garden where he's catching stuff all over the place. It reminds me of, you know, a few years ago, Reebok did that Pick Me campaign. It's like that, where he's just kind of, oh, turn around, catch the ball. Through his legs, catch the ball. He's just doing that all the time through the off-season. So he's used to, in a pinch, just uh, reacting and catching like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's a good play. Um, Do you know what is amazing? Yes. Le'Veon Bell. Yes. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. Do you know what's more amazing than Le'Veon Bell? Go on. De Castro. Ooh. You have... David De Castro. In David De Castro, the best pulling guard... Yeah. ...in all of football. Yeah. And he creates so much space for Le'Veon Bell, who is also the most patient runner I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Yeah. And the two of them together is just brilliant. His touchdown run was ridiculous because yeah. he just ran up the middle, but then about five seconds later, mm. he seemed to just be walking into the end zone. So it was like, surely a normal runner would have just been stuffed about yeah. two yards shy, but uh, just, oh, yeah, he's in. Uh, one thing I have noticed as well, which is quite cool, most teams run away from power. So for those of you who don't know, power is like where you put, say you line up two tight ends on the right-hand side. Yeah, Power be run behind those two tight ends. So you've got extra extra blockers on one side yeah a lot of teams like reverse it so they run against power so they run the other side yeah try and be clever yeah try and be clever what (laughs) what the Steelers are doing at the moment is they're having power and then they're also pulling De Castro from the other side of the line yeah he runs across and running extra power I don't really know what to (laughs) call it max power max power I don't know but it's so effective Mm. it's brilliant so yeah, that was the only. It's thing not I just him. I mean, you've got Marcus Gilbert, you've got Alejandro Villanueva. There's a, you know, it's all it is just him. It's not he just is De Castro. So good, he is amazing. But it's not just him. It's a it's, it is a unit, and they are and you know, 
underappreciated. If I remember rightly, he used to block for Andrew Luck in college when, when Andrew Luck was good. <laughs> and healthy. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and healthy. Hmm. Uh, right. So let's move on. Let's. That's the, uh, that is the last unbeaten team done. Yep. Okay. Took the Steelers to bring them down. Just saying. Let's go to Sunday night. Okay. There's another shocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of shocking proportion. Yeah, come on then. That's how much of a shock it was. Capping a stormy week of injuries and infighting, the Giants pulled off one of the season's biggest upsets by dominating Denver in every phase from start to finish in a 23-10 to stunner. Yep. The Broncos who were averaging just 14 points since their 42-17 to route of Dallas a month ago, blew a golden opportunity to close in on Kansas City in the AFC West after their loss to the Steelers. Jason Pierre-Paul had a trio of sacks for the Giants, who came into Denver reeling from a week in which three wide receivers landed on injured reserve, five other, five other starters were sidelined with injuries, and cornerback Dominic rogers Camarty was suspended for insubordination. But Ben McAdoo handed offensive play-calling duties to coordinator Mike Sullivan, for the first time. And guess what? They come out with a win. They do. And what did we say about Everett Ingram? Need to start using him more. What do they do? Start using him. Start using him. You've got no OBJ. No. No Sterling Shepard. No Sterling Shepard. No Brandon Marshall. Guess who was rapid and a bit of a burner at Ole Miss last year? Mm. And everyone was like, could play wide receiver, but he's a tight end. Mm. Him. Throw him the ball. And it worked. And it worked. Plus, this Broncos team was the best against the run until this week. <laughs> until this week. And for those of you who think that, what's his name? Orleans? Darquez. Darquez Orleans? Yeah. Uh, has had a bad year. He hasn't had more than eight carries in a game. Orleans Darquez. Come on, that wrong. Orleans Darquez. He hasn't had more than eight carries in a game up to this point. No, he hasn't. It's been trash. Yeah. The whole. Giants backfield has been trash. It has been trash. But I picked him up, so... <laughs> you picked up Darkwa? Yeah. <laughs> We're all good. How'd that do for you? I did really well. Have you got Ingram as well? Mm-hmm. Have I what? Got... Have you got Evan Ingram in your team? No. Alright. No. I have the domestic... You... I have the domestic abuse backfield. I have Jay Mixon as... and Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. <laughs> Alright, so seeing as though we're talking about uh, fantasy quickly, how yep. did you do this week? I actually don't know. Did I win? I'm pretty sure you lost. All right, I lost then. I'm pretty sure I won. Okay. Because I did win. Good. <laughs> I'm fairly sure you lost, King. Okay. I'll check in a minute. Yeah. I, you uh, have a much worse record than me. Yeah, but I. it's an auto-draft. Last, <laughs> last year I drafted and I won. So. <laughs> we'll see next year, won't we? We'll see next year. <laughs> we'll see next year. No, good for you. Let's, let's talk about... <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Let's talk about the Broncos quickly because uh, Brendan McManus, mm-hmm. he uh, he was amazing the last couple of years for, as the kicker for the Broncos. He was, yeah. He's been anything but money since signing an 11.25 million extension last month. Ooh. He missed five field goals in 13 tries, but last year he missed five times in 34 tries. Yeah, not good. No. No, you need to be more consistent than that, frankly. For 11 point... I'll, do you know what? I'll 11. do it for 5. 5 mil. I'll do it for 5 mil. <laughs> awesome. Anything in 50 yards, I won't miss. Missing 5 in 13. It's mad, isn't it? Because they're just straight. Yeah. Like, and also, you're rugby, in the Marlboro so we... Stadium where the altitudes you know, makes it easier for kicking. Well, yeah, because the air's thinner, yeah. Yeah, uh, so they can kick longer. Yeah. Yeah, in theory. Yeah. 
it's not just theory that doesn't bear out when well no it's science yeah and uh, <laughs> and uh, also just straight though mm. just kick straight yeah you know I know people have their preferences typically right footers to the left hand side left footers to the right hand side but ultimately kick it straight what I want to know is King why don't you know? uh, why don't kickers have um, earbuds so they can't hear the sound if you've got to concentrate mm-hmm why does no one like wear earmuffs onto the field? I don't know. Don't need a helmet. Just cover your ears. Yeah, kickers always do my head in because they always they also wear like one football boot, as in English football boot, yes. to kick with. With the cleat, and the other one is a cleat, an American football cleat. Yes. So they always have matching. Uh, don't have ma- non-matching. They always, non-matching shoes. Does my head in. It's always the same make. And it's just, just one, two and the same one, one face bar as well on the helmet, you know. Yeah, that's fine. Come on. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, big uh, yeah, big drop off for him since he signed a, a massive deal. Probably a weight off his shoulders. Not feeling the pressure so much. <laughs> yeah, but when you're only scoring 14 points a game as the Broncos, you need McManus to be kicking those, those field goals. You do so. indeed. Hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what they do next week. But let's go on to Monday night. Let's. Last game. Mm-hmm. We're doing all right. We're just about an hour. All right. <laughs> Marcus Mariota returned after a one-game absence and threw a 53-yard touchdown pass to Taewon Taylor with 5.29 left. And the Tennessee Titans beat the Indianapolis Colts 36-22 on Monday night to snap an 11-game skid tied for the NFL's longest active losing streak against one team. Mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett tried to rally the Colts to a second straight overtime, but Titans linebacker Wesley Woodyard forced Brissett out of bounds shy of the first down marker on fourth and inches with 2.19 left. The Titans looked like the NFL's worst scoring defence in the first half instead of Indianapolis, with Brissett direct, directing the Colts to a 13-9 half-time lead. John Simon then intercepted Mariota's first pass of the third quarter and returned it 26 yards for a touchdown, but the Titans forced the Colts to go three and out on three of their first four drives of the second half, and the Tennessee kicker Ryan Suckup went 5-5 five for five to break the NFL record for most consecutive successful field goals inside of 50 yards. Yep. Congrats to him. There's a man who gets it done. Mm. Unlike Brandon McManus. There we go. There we go. Just saying. Yeah, having Mariota back made a big difference for the Titans. Um, hobbling around, though. He was hobbling, but it makes him stay true to the pass, which means... Oh, wait! 170 yards combined for your two running backs. Because you've got to stay true to the pass. Yes. And uh, interesting. Wonder if it's changing the guard. More attempts for Mr. Henry this week rather than Mr. Murray. Mm. And 131 yards on, on those 19 attempts for Mr. Henry. The last one, though, was that big one at the end of the game where he just he turned back inside and got the touchdown rather than, you know. Doesn't matter. 19 attempts down. to 12 attempts. No, no, I'm not saying. That's... You know I like Derek Henry. I know. I just wonder if it's changing the guard. I don't, they're never going to get rid of Murray. He's brilliant, but. Interesting. Um, Brissett needs to get rid of the ball quicker. I think he is the second. He holds the ball. No quarterback or one quarterback. I don't actually know which one it is. Has held the ball longer than him. He holds the ball the second longest before throwing the ball. Right. He needs to get rid of it quicker because that's where his issues are. His players are open. Jack Doyle was dropping everything this season. I haven't spent a lot of time looking at Jack Doyle. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) But... He is. Trust me, he is. Yeah. Only uh, only really T.Y. Hilton's to get anything done. Um, Maybe some Dante Moncrief. Moncrief's been distinctly average. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, Brissette looks good, though. 
He's he's another guy he that we we talked about. Trubisky. He's got that zip in his pass, which I think. Well, just you said that stands out. Yeah, I didn't say that. All right, but he, does. <laughs> but he um yeah, Brissett looks very good. It looks very very good. I like him. He just needs to get rid of the ball quicker, and he needs to be much better in third down because they seem to never convert third downs. I've not no. watched the Colts massively, but every time I watch them, I'm like, you keep punting. So they need to uh, they need to address that. Yeah. And that was it. Mm-hmm. We've now caught up with all the week six games, King. Mm-hmm. So let's take a break, come back, and let's talk about week seven, shall we? Let's. Welcome back, guys, to the second part of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This was the week six recap show. Yep. And so what we're going to do now, King, is talk about the picks that you made last week. Okay. And some picks for next week. <laughs> okay. So we last pick, week, shall we? Yeah. Last week you were challenged by Nick the Jet. Yeah. And I've got to be honest, it wasn't good. What Nick beat me? Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it wasn't good for either of you, really. I don't care about a lot the of, games. A lot I of upsets care if Nick beat me. <laughs> All right. So out of, there was a 14 possible wins here. Okay. Yeah. Now I've got to say before I tell you the results. Yep. I don't blame the fact that you know you you both didn't do too well because. Visiting teams went eight and six last weekend, mm-hmm. and they have now been forty six to forty four. Sorry, to forty five wins for visiting teams in this season. Yep, no so, home field advantage anymore. No home field advantage anymore. So, out of fourteen, you got seven. Okay, you got set. You got half right. Five hundred. Um, I'll take yeah. a five hundred record. Nick. Yep. Five. Come at me, bro. <laughs> it would have been six. I accidentally said that he picked the uh, the Vikings uh, last week, but he didn't even pick the Packers, so I had to take that off. He, oh. he did get at me to say that I, I'd give him the wrong pick. He chose the Packers, so I had to then wipe that number. What a nightmare. The so, fans yeah. would not have known. <laughs> I know. I know, oh, but I've got to be fair. I've got to be fair. So sorry, Nick, but thank you very much for, for challenging yeah. the King. And that was a, that was a fair fight. Yeah, no, I a horrible that. week. I appreciate that. Tune up there, yeah. Well, don't get too cocky, King, because we've got people lining up to take you on. Okay. We've got another one stepped up. This week, oh, well. it's our boy, it's Punk Raider. Oh, dear. Punk Raider has challenged you this week. Okay. So, uh, 15 games this week. There's only two teams on the bye. Right. Lions and Texans. Come on, then. So, this. let's see what you're going to do then. So, tonight, Thursday night, we've never done a Thursday before. No. It's the... Now no longer White Hot Chiefs mm-hmm. at the Oakland Raiders. Chiefs. <sighs> you know that Derek Carr, even when healthy, has only got a 1-5 record against the Chiefs. Has he? Oh. Ooh. There's a little stat for you. What do you think Punk's gone for? Raiders. He hasn't gone for the Chiefs. Punk's bringing it this week. Oh, he's, he's took the Chiefs. He cares. Can you imagine? Way too much. If I said that Nick had a hard time picking the Patriots, <laughs> then that has got to be the worst thing that, that Punk's ever done. I'm a Chargers fan. I almost always pick the Chargers. Yeah, I know. He's picked the Chiefs to beat his own team that's at a, home. That's outrageous. He oh, means punk. some beerness this yeah. week. If All you right. had any doubt about him wanting to beat you this week. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, okay. You might both be wrong. Course. Yeah, we might, but I'm happy with that. Let's go to Sunday afternoon's games then. Let's start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. That's a tough one. They're all tough. tough There's one. no easy game anymore. Do you know what? I'm going to go with the 
Bills. Gonna go with your closet team. Is it at team. the Bills? Is that the Bills? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bills. So is Punk. It's, it's that was purely a weather thing. Oh yeah. Mm. So if it was down in the swamp, if it was somewhere warm, I'd probably gone with the but. If the Bills were in San Francisco, I'd have gone with them. But they're not. They're in a really cold place. Right. In October. It's gonna get colder. Yeah, and uh, and they've got to travel from Tampa. Let's try the Baltimore Ravens going to the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, he's picked the Vikings as well. Has he? He has. Okay. Well, I can't. can't pick the Ravens. No. Can't pick them. No. Not right now. Ooh. The New York Jets. Yep. At the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Jets at Dolphins. Who's winning that? It's two old Bears quarterbacks. Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins. Going for Dolphins, are you? Yeah. So's Punk. I think the Jets are the worst team against the run in the league. <laughs> and we talked about JHI. Yeah, touches. we did. We did. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Right, let's try the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. At the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Rams. Going Rams? I'm going Rams. So's Punk. There is there is nothing splitting you two so far. We better go hundred. Yeah. If we fix the same. Let's try Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Jaguars. At Colts of Indianapolis. Jaguars. Jaguars. Away from home. Yeah. Some sort of mind meld has happened here. <laughs> All right. Has he gone for the Jags? Yeah, of course he's gone for the Jags as well. He's picked everything you're picking. <laughs> Let's try. Okay, okay. Yeah. New Orleans Saints. Right. At the Green Bay Packers. Saints. Brett Hundley. Saints. Yeah, he's gone for the Saints as well. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> okay. Terrible listening, but it's I know, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Carolina Panthers at Chicago Bears. Panthers. Panthers? Yeah. That bears. Oh, no, because Floyd, pass rush. Newton's kryptonite. No, I'm still going to go with the Panthers. Okay. So it's punk. Uh, One more game in the afternoon. Yep. That is the Tennessee Titans. Mm hmm. Oh, hang on a minute. That Cards Rams game's in London. Does that make any difference to you? You still going with Rams? Yeah. Alright. Just checking. Didn't know if because uh, obviously London wasn't too good for him last week uh, last year. No. True. Tennessee Titans. Yep. With a hobbly Marcus Marietta mm-hmm. at Deshaun Kaiser's Cleveland Browns for at least one half. Really? <laughs> Titans. <laughs> okay. Titans. Well guess what Punk's gone for? Titans. Yeah. <laughs> right let's try Sunday evening let's see if you've got anything to uh, split in the two of you the Dallas Cowboys at the 49ers <laughs> Cowboys I know we're not split there yeah, no you're not, not split there you're not split there okay okay Denver Broncos 
Yep. At Los Angeles Chargers. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Punk wouldn't like picking over the team on this one. No, he wouldn't. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Because? Pass rush. Simeon, <laughs> looks, Simeon looks really flustered at the moment in the pocket. And I does, think we've he? got one of the best duos pass rushing in the leagues at the moment. Okay. In Bosa. And they're so different. Ingram's about his quick step and Bosa's a bull rush. And they also keep going to the same side together. And, and just bullying right tackles, which is just not fair. But it, it's hilarious. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers. So is Punk. Oh, God. <laughs> I, didn't think he'd go for a, I didn't think he'd go for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. That's nice of him, man. I can't Thank believe you. you've got... Oh, okay. All right. So, you've, still, you've got four games left. All right. right. Okay. Let's see. Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. At Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, so is Punk. I don't know if I'm actually picking the games or I'm picking the games that I think he's picked. <laughs> now, at this point, right. you're like, you've inceptioned yourself now. I have, yeah. I'm in a dream within a dream. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks at New York Giants. Seahawks. Well, that's every game of Sunday and Thursday picked the same. So, Sunday night. Yeah. Okay. Atlanta Falcons yeah at New England Patriots oh my god do they get revenge yes Falcons Falcons yeah we finally got a splitter we have finally got a and splitter and this is this is one that you never would have thought either no no I think you always go Patriots yeah I know but, but you do your Falcons quite a lot as well you're simply going to change your mind now, King. Yeah. No, I can't because you've already you told me. Now. I can't. You've already told me. I'm going to go with Falcons. This could be the only one that's different. The Monday night game is the Washington Redskins against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. Uh, uh, Divisional. Phil, Phil, I'm just going to go with Philly because they're a hot hand, but I think that uh, could easily go either way, that game. But you're going for Philly? Yeah. Well, so is Punk. So there's yeah. only one game out of 15. I, and I want to change my mind, but you I picked, can't because you've already told me. But, um, do you want to change it? Do you want to have the well, exact no, the only, same pick? The only reason I thought that was because um, because I, I thought that the team that wins in the Super Bowl, they always end up replaying each other and it always goes the other way. Right. But then I remembered last year when the... Um, or two years ago, sorry, when the Broncos played against Cam Newton's Panthers and smashed them week one absolutely destroyed them and it's like there's something psychological yeah. here that they've got them so yeah you're probably wrong on a lot of these together I'll go with Falcons I think their offence will score more points well there you go so it's all down to one game <laughs> stop picking the same bloody teams every time if you don't want to know you just always pick the same teams yeah, don't, didn't last week teach you anything do you mean pick the same teams pick the Rams it's the same teams pick the Rams yeah this week <laughs> jeez <laughs> alright okay like I said Lions and Texans are on a bye yep well, that's it there we go thank you so much Good Punk luck, for uh, putting your picks in call on the Falcons some collusion or something going on there <laughs> it's ridiculous call on the Falcons yeah it's all down to one game so everyone's going to be worried about that Sunday night um, yeah so sorry that it's so late uh, this week getting to you my fault it's only one person's fault yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
Uh, we will try and be back. I don't know what's going to happen next week, uh, King, whether we're going to... I might be working again Tuesday, so you might need to fill in a hole somewhere. See what we do. Mm. Um, we'll see when we come to it. But uh, yeah, we'll be obviously tweeting through Sunday. Um, hope anyone that's going to the game on Sunday, I uh, hope you enjoy it. Oh, by the way, Punk's got a ticket for 25 quid. If anyone wants to buy it, then get on us at Jim and the King or sp- at Punk Raider. Are we sponsored by Gumtree? Why are we <laughs> Why are we flogging stuff now? Just saying, got a spa- there's a spare ticket to the game. So if anyone wants it, mm-hmm. there is a spare ticket. Yeah. Apparently, I think it's still, still available. I don't know. So yeah, if you want that, then uh, contact us or contact Punk directly. Um... Yeah, and also these last couple of games, King, uh, days, not games, mm-hmm. couple of days between us wanting to record and actually recording, mm-hmm. I did start writing the blog that I've been promising no to write for a while. Way. So yeah, it's uh, it's not ready yet. Okay. But, um, Do we know what it's about? It's about a position in the NFL. Oh. Mm. Not punters this time. On the field or off? The on field? the field. Okay. On the field. Okay. Leave okay. it at that. But uh, when that's done, that'll be posted up onto jimandtheking.com. That's where we post all of these shows, um, yeah, all of our archive footage there. We will eventually start doing videos as well. Mm-hmm. We've just got some lighting issues around here. It's quite dark with just candles and stuff, you know, in <laughs> in the king's lair. In, in my boudoir. Yeah. <laughs> it's all velour. Yeah. Um, it's a loft, mate. So. Yeah. So, yeah, we will get some videos hopefully done before the end of the season. Um, stuck up onto YouTube again. But, uh, yeah, go check out jimandtheking.com. And make sure you listen to us on Sunday on Twitter at Jim and the King. Even the King posted something last week, so yeah, did, it does yeah. happen. It I got called happen. out. I got called out for using g- correct grammar. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right if you've got enough space. Anyway, anyway, let's go, let's go, let's get out of here. So, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Thank you to Nick the Jet for your picks this uh, last week, and uh, we'll get you back on there again. But until next week, guys, I've been Jim. That's been The King, and thank you so much for listening.